Tired of nagging yourself to get a website for your artistic career already? Radportfolios.com creates affordable, custom websites for artists. Use our special code HUSTLE for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com so you can get back to getting booked. to create a culture by saying we're gonna we're gonna show on screen how you are supposed to act i don't care what's really happening in the world i want to show you how especially Lead for by kids, example uh, for yeah. kids too adults are a little different you can like reflect it so they can feel not alone but i think for kids we have to create something that actually teaches them how to be better to each that's other that's so great and that's so, the gandhi quote be the change you wish to see exactly yeah. exactly so it, but it's, it's like the politics it can be both ways we can yeah. reflect it and change the world and then we can also create it and change the next generation. Hello and welcome to Hollywood Hustle Podcast, where we share the stories of writers, actors, directors, poets, and everyone else on how to survive the city of dreams, Los Angeles. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This is our season two finale. Michael and I are exhausted. <laughs> uh, he is here, my wonderful podcast bay, Michael Lutheran. Hello, Michael. And I will say again, hello, bearded <laughs> We are recording on a new mic that we have, so it's sounding a little different because we have five guests on this show. We have Michael, and then we also have from season one, episodes 23 and 24. She is a producer on the Fine Brothers Entertainment Channel, one of the owners of Cast and Reels, a fantastic company where you can create scenes for your reels. She is a writer, a director, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Allison, Alyssa Carter. <laughs> Allison Carter. One of those, one of those names. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Alyssa Carter. Uh, Alyssa is amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me again. Yay. Season one, it feels like forever since season yeah, one. Full circle. Uh, and from earlier this year, he's a poet, a producer of the series Buffering, and a writer. He has his second poetry book coming out. His first one, A Place Where Runaways Hide. Is available or place for runaways. You got it. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Tobias. Oh, so good to be here. Mike, I'm so glad to have you back, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, so great to be here. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm still deciding. I beat you to the punch. Yeah. And also, she just finished her, se- her next film, Catching Faith 2. She also has a no- new film out also called At Your Own Risk with former guest Helena, Car- uh, Helena Carter. Oh, my God. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. This is uh, why we're doing oh, now. This is why we have editing. Uh, <laughs> Helena Santos. She is a producer, a writer, an amazing human being. She also has a class about distributing films, which we'll talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Alexandra Boylan. Yeah. Hey. A lot of A's. That's why as a screenwriter, you know, don't write characters yeah, with the same exactly. initials. Because then <laughs> nice. you just keep mixing them up and uh, yeah. forgetting them. Guys, thank you so much for all being here. Uh, it's, it feels like Yay. forever since we've seen any of you and talked to you uh, on the show, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just kind of real quick, I just want to, you know, let's go around and just maybe talk about what you've been doing, uh, you know, since we last talked. Obviously, Alyssa, it's been uh, almost two years since we last sat down. So well, let's, no, a, a year and a half. A year and a half. It's almost two almost. years. Almost two it's a year years. and a half, almost two years if you go to uh, around January or, or April this or May true. next year. 
what have you been up to since then? What's new? What's changed? Just kind of give us a rundown. Yeah, I think I saw you guys last in 2017. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I still have my company, Cast and Reels. Fantastic. Uh, you know, taking clients in here and there. It's that, you know, side hustle while I'm also working at FBE. I uh, produce on the React channel, and that has kind of been my main gig. Uh, mm. Lots of fun. You know, it's kind of like a game show network on YouTube, right. basically. Oh, right. um, and so we have we have a lot of fun. I produce like roughly seven to eight series that are on that channel. And um, that's that's been really fun. And, uh, and then this year, uh, like, you know, working on that side hustle, I right. really, you know, want to be a filmmaker as well. And so my passion project has been um, this short film that I filmed I shot in March of this year, completed, and then submitted to some festivals, did really well with uh, some official selections, nice. and then um, looking forward to AFM in November. And actually, I have a, a company that's interested in helping produce the short film into my, what would be my first feature. So, yeah. 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 so very excited about that motion, and we'll see what happens. What's, what's yeah. the name of the film? The so short. right now, tentatively, I'm calling it uh, Las Dissociete, which is the 17. It is based on a true story of women who are um, in San Salvador. Mm. Not too damp in the mood. <laughs> uh, oh, wait is... till we get to what I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> it is very a very sad uh, subject, um, but it is true, and it's been happening for years. It's still currently happening. Um, but I'm following the story of Christina Quintanilla, um, and her experience that happened back in 2004. So she had a miscarriage mm. um, and uh, was sentenced to prison mm. because abortion is illegal in that country and a miscarriage is considered an abortion. Oh, wow. What? That's crazy. Alexander oh, just dropped her job, folks. <laughs> yeah. That is the common response yeah. when I tell people. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> yes, it is. It is wow. like a lot of people yeah. don't even know this is happening. And mm. like any woman I talk to, they're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. So, and it affects wow. men too because obviously you know there are one in four pregnant women have miscarriages it's a very common thing I, I know several of my friends including my own mother who had a miscarriage just imagine they're they'd be in jail so it's ridiculous and so I'm telling her story specifically how long did they go to jail for she was sentenced to prison for 30 years but it can be up to 30 40. years wow well because it's murder guys yeah. it's murder so that was sarcasm for so it's really sad and I mean yeah. it's it's especially sad because there are doctors who understand female anatomy as these women don't they're not yeah. educated it's very much run by the catholic church there and so mm-hmm. um doctors won't even help because they don't want to be an accomplice to murder oh, wow. oh so God. they like That's notify crazy. police immediately when they are suspicious of something like that they have to report it it's it's very messed up. Now, did you write the, sh- the short? or I wrote the short, but it's very much based on the story. Okay. So, like, I mean, um, honestly, the story writes itself. Right, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, sure. it's, like, so messed up and so real and true. It's, like, I really just kind of lay it out as a scene mm-hmm. uh, for, like, what happens. So my short film is literally just two scenes where we, we meet the character, and then the inciting incident is her miscarriage, and then we see her get um, handcuffed mm-hmm. to her to her hospital bed, and mm-hmm. then she's... Con- um, she's arrested for murdering her child and that's my short film. And then it expresses like, and like in text what the issue is. And it's Mm -hmm. really kind of like a teaser for like 
this is what's going on. I would like to tell you the rest of the story yeah. in feature format. So well, I want to so know the story. So like, yeah. Yeah. Did she stay in prison for 30 years or can you not tell me? Because How does it end? Yeah. Yeah. You can find on... I will tell you this. I have interviewed two subjects, two real subjects, mm-hmm. and one is Christina Quintanilla and the other is Dennis Munoz, who is a, a, a beautiful, wonderful man, mm-hmm. a lawyer in San Salvador who is helping these women get their sentences reduced. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And Christina was his first client wow. um, and so that's why I'm telling her story and his story together I love that. and what great. and their their whole like journey through how, how that you know I find out. this interesting because it, it's oh it's also gosh. like you're taking a short film that you've made that you've sent to festival and stuff like that but also using it as a sizzle reel almost yes. for a feature and that's it's like a pitch it's such, yeah. A, yeah, it's such a great way to do it because you get the attention as it being a narrative but then also get the ability to go this is a preview of what we could do with more. And here's what I have that would fill the rest of the hour and a half, two hours. And that was the goal. The goal was to kind of like get, like perk your interest Mm. in something that's actually happening. And Mm. then like, yeah, you want to know what happens next. And that's, that was the goal. (laughs) You did it. And I was actually, celebrate with a toothpaste jelly bean. Yes. But no, that's, that was the goal. And, the, and I'm actually, I was actually um, even surprised that it, it was uh, officially selected into certain festivals because of the fact that it's so short. I mean, it's under four minutes. Um, so and, powerful. Yeah. And it's not like a complete story. It's right. just like a complete inciting incident of right. like, this is the issue. So I was just happy to, I, I was ex- uh, selected into five right. festivals. So you're just happy to be nominated? Oh, I was not nominated, actually. And I honestly think it's because of the fact that it's so short right. and it wasn't like a complete story. And there were so many other great films in my categories, but um, mm-hmm. I was I was just happy to, to to have been a part of it. And it does look good to have those laurels, oh, you know? No, yeah, totally. Put that on that resume. Go, oh, yeah. look at you. You're fancy with the laurels. People like the things that you do. All right. Your laurels so, without Hardy. It's all good in motion and process and, uh, sorry, progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking forward to see... Uh, what this you know company can help me with as far as financing because you know that's that's the big thing is money. <laughs> yeah. So I do hope to make it next year. That is my goal, and then we can do another interview yeah. and see yeah. where I got that. We will. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mikey, we talked to yeah. you at the beginning of the year. Uh, you were in the middle of working on a second book that was a narrative poetry book. It yeah, was very much a actually... poetry book that was going to be one long story. Right. Um, yeah. You were uh, doing a myriad of other things. You had written a few screenplays. Uh, you were working on a play. You were working on a screenplay. Uh, where's everything at now? What are you doing? I feel, I feel like I've been in my own personal development hell. <laughs> two years of writing different you, projects. You're like a, you, it's almost <laughs> yeah. like I talk to a schizophrenic every time <laughs> yeah. I talk to you because well, you're, oh, you're, you're working on yeah, something yeah. new and it's almost like the other thing doesn't yeah. exist that moment. Yeah, I mean, that's how it has to go. You know, as I focus on, especially, you know, between the worlds of poetry and screenwriting, they're so different in terms of, you know, you know, with screenwriting, you eventually want to get to a collaborative, you know, process mm-hmm. where you're actually working with somebody. But I do like that poetry can enable me to just do it by myself. Right. And I don't need a budget. I don't need financing. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, me in a room writing. How <laughs> so, nice. Exactly. That's why yeah. writing so awesome. Yeah, it's a good exactly. thing that you don't need it for poetry. Exactly. But still, even being on yourself, uh, being by yourself as a writer, you still get kind of caught and you get mm-hmm. stuck. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, part, part of the thing I've been trying to do, and, you know, I actually have two things with you guys. Yeah, two separate projects. Two separate projects just to kind of start moving out of like being in my little office 
mm-hmm. writing on some certain things. So you're saying you're just using us? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting well, you guys I'm okay to enable this. me. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna go against it. <laughs> no, it's clearly the bearded clock. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's why you guys are all. Working. If you don't have a beard, <laughs> you can't be a part of it. The beard base. The beard base. Yeah. Like the, the evolutionary base. chart of like the Neanderthal to yeah. standing up man in terms of our beards. Are, we, <laughs> are you saying we're reversing back? Are we? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's the stages. Yeah, we have yeah, different we, stages. Yeah, well, like yeah. I was, I used to be barefaced before we started hanging out. And then out and like, all of a sudden, you, you actually had the face of a bear. A yeah, bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic, man. I'm glad you're working on so many yeah. things. Uh, you know, how have you felt um, over the year? Do you feel like you've progressed in a good, in a way that you wanted to progress? Like, have you met the goals? Maybe. That oh you yeah, had? absolutely. I mean, uh, before this year, I had two ideas that were kind of like. Uh, not even really, I kept going back to the outlining stage, which, you know, is probably the most critical thing. If you don't have things fixed there, then later down the road, you go, oh, that's not working. And I just, wrote, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just did 60 pages and I, I literally, I think, I think we talked about that maybe in the podcast, like I hit 60 pages and I said, none of this is working. It yeah. all has to go down the drain uh, and I have to yes. go back to like the, the, the writing page. And I, I finally feel like for both particularly like the theater projects, um, which was the original thing I was trained in, uh, I finally hit a good, like, that is the play. Mm -hmm. Like, now everything is just, you know, finessing certain scenes and kind of, like, getting certain moments out. And But now they're structurally, there's a certain integrity Mm -hmm. that I I enjoy. Right. Now, you're also a web designer. You design our website, Um, Um, HollywoodHustlePodcast.com. I know that's a big side. That's my side hustle. That's a a big side hustle for you. Um, And you've also, if if I may mention it, you're also kind of a co-owner, I believe, of like a company that you've been working with someone on their website and stuff like that. Can you you tell us a little bit about that? That kind of came out of um, the, uh, me just starting as a web developer there. But then the role started to kind of expand as the company as, you know, it's, it's really three companies mm-hmm. under one umbrella. And uh, my co-founder is actually one of the original producers of Survivor. Mm-hmm. And so she's big into adventure travel. And so she had this idea where she wanted to do adventure luxury travel um, that had a charitable side to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, she's also a very good uh, lifestyle coach in, in terms of happiness and stuff like that. So it was trying to find these this way to like kind of bridge the gap between adventure travel company, you know, um, happiness, meditation retreats, and also her uh, ongoing production company. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been interesting because it's really building a company up from the ground and actually finding a way to use technology in it. So we've been, I've learned a lot just doing it. That's fantastic, man. I'm so happy for you and the, the work that you're doing and, 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 uh, uh, creating. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been good. Um, now, earlier this year, we, we found this out uh, a few, a little bit ago when Alyssa got here that she took Alexandra's class. Yes. Back in January. January this year. You made a movie, now what? Yes, um, so you made a movie, <laughs> so now what? Now what? Although I hadn't made a movie yet. <laughs> I, so I took it because I wanted to know a little bit more about that end. Right. And yeah, she's fantastic, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to talk to her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm just here uh, Alexander, with you, the dog. I'll right? tell you this. Alexander is one of the uh, nicest, sweetest people. Oh, um, and real, I've man. She keeps literally it ever met. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she's so generous, so willing to help out. Um, her classes are... Uh, uh, phenomenal so definitely check them out alexandra what have you been doing since we last saw i know it's exciting i mean it was I mean, not april much. <laughs> not much i haven't i come and sit around my yeah, you, really you know couch um so we released our movie at your own risk fantastic film it's on you. amazon it's and also on itunes, iTunes. And- it- 
Yes. Yeah, and, and all of the places I believe that you can get them. <laughs> well, no, it's just Amazon and oh, iTunes because we're those still, places. <laughs> no, we self-distributed the film. So right. you have to when we worked with Distribro, you mm. have to kind of choose what platforms because right. you pay according to what platform. Sure. So oh. when you're indie, you only you have to make your choices. So we chose right now iTunes and Amazon mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens in the future. Um, but we're doing really, really well and the reviews are really good. And we made that movie with an all-in budget of $1,000. Shut Ooh. up. And yeah. a four-person crew in the New Mexico desert. Yeah. Yeah. No, four-person crew, including the actors. And what genre is people. It's a psychological thriller. Yeah. I love it. And there's, a, there's been some articles written about like how you guys made the film. Yeah, Movie so Maker Magazine. Yeah. And um, and word of mouth is starting to hit about it because we love people, random people just being like, oh my gosh, I watched the movie. I can't believe you did this for a thousand. It's so inspiring. <laughs> Somebody just wrote to me last night saying you're gonna rewrite the way Hollywood makes movies if you keep doing this and I was like that's, that's a great that's, quote that's <laughs> put that on the poster <laughs> yeah exactly on the poster yeah so um so that happened but in and then I got funded to go make um the sequel to Catching Faith Catching Faith um is our film I talk about in the last episode it was our $75,000 film that ended up selling for triple the budget went yeah. on to become the top five consistent selling movie for the distribution company. And um, the coolest thing about this movie is that when we made Catching Faith, we were like, maybe we'll franchise this and like make a whole thing. And our sales agent, who's our executive producer, said, no, you're not going to do that. There's no way you're going to do a sequel of a straight-to-VOD DVD movie. Doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch it now. Hold my beer. (laughs) Excuse me. And he was at American Film Market a few years ago, and um, the company who bought it, RLJ Releasing Image Entertainment, was trying to find him, and they were like, we want the sequel catching faith and he was like you do <laughs> so he called us and then we were like well we should write it and that would be awesome after and a few nan and nanas exactly exactly <laughs> well and also we still had to get the funding on our own so mm-hmm. image said we'll give you an loi which is wicked hard to get a letter of intent but we still had to raise private investment to make the movie which is so ironic in this industry it's like okay we have the distribution yeah no, we're going to get the money. Wait a minute. It used to be that way. Well, we got the money. We're going to get the distribution. This industry is a puzzle that we will never solve. No, it's, 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 it changes. It helps when reaching out to people because you can say like, hey, this is going to make money yeah. so if you yeah. invest. Like, and look at the original film, you know, for sure. But um, but it was, so we got funded, but making a sequel, you guys, was crazy because you have to get the band back together mm-hmm. and you have to get like all the cast back together the and the schedules yeah. and getting built Ingville back and like originally we didn't think it was going to work with Billingville so we were like oh that's okay we started talking to Ernie Hudson and some other names and then Image came back and said oh wait a minute we don't want this movie unless Billingville's a part of it and we were like oh shoot hang on let me go call Bill again and see what we can do so that was an interesting and working I mean it was really fun because I think once everyone got on set it was like four years had not gone by the whole family up from the film just picked up where we left off mm-hmm. so that was and they were all friends so that was awesome but it definitely is hard when you can't you know you're, you're casting a movie and someone's not available you're like okay I gotta find someone else I <laughs> can't do that I have a question about that so if you're writing a new script then mm-hmm. they are technically saying like we're gonna distribute this right now how much approval do they have over that creative? great question yeah. we have been so blessed you guys that's our my sixth feature film I've made and mm-hmm. I have always had silent private investors who've never said to me I want to read the script or I want to control wow. anything wow. uh i didn't know with rlj releasing how it would be but they didn't 
even asked to read the script. So we were like, okay, we really just get to go make our own movie. <laughs> and because, so you know, as, as a, so, but what's funny is that when we were in pre-pro in Louisville, Kentucky, I got a call from the um, marketing department that they wanted to hop on a call with me and talk to me about the story and hear what the story was. And I mean, my heart fell out of my chest because I was like, what if I tell them the story? And they were like, oh, that's not, that's not what we thought it was. And I was like, oh, we're like in pre-pro. So, you know, it's this business. It's hilarious. Yeah. I'm just like, why did you guys do this? like months ago while we were but they loved the story I pitched it I'm a good pitcher learn to be a good pitcher so you can always pitch no matter what I'm pitching them with the own company that already bought the movie that I'm like you really want this and they loved it and it was really mostly about talking about the poster art which is what I talk about a lot. Even the distribution company wanted to talk to me about the poster art before I shot the film. She so says it's I, the most important element. It is. <laughs> and here I am. That's it. I mean, here it is. Uh, Validated. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to go back to her episodes where she talks about why it's so important mm -hmm. to have a poster that just brings people in and engages yeah, people right away. It's yeah, your yeah. And it's your clickbait. It's your YouTube graphic. Yeah. <laughs> and even exactly why yeah. it's so good to take my class before you make the movie is because of the valuable advice I can give you that will save you time in post because that's exactly what they were calling me about. They want to make sure that on set... I got every photograph that they wanted for the poster and we mm -hmm. didn't end up wrapping the movie and then and be then like, oh, we want to do this. So yeah. that's what, so I really, and then they actually did ask to read the script, but that was like after we shot the film and I think it was more for marketing. They right. weren't, you know, they trusted us, which is amazing. And <laughs> we, will amazing. See. we will see. <laughs> and I did learn that right now, little tidbit walmart does not want comedies they're mm. not buying comedies mm. they want inspirational drama okay. so oh and that's one of the reason they were telling me was they were like we need yeah. to position this film even if it has some funny in it we're positioning this film that's as an inspirational drama right. and therefore the poster is gonna Makes like what you're saying that way. Yeah, yeah. you have to yeah. Manipulate things to go into. Now, does it have a catchy like part two title? Like yes. Catching Faith Two. <laughs> okay, well that's we did. We had the whole time Catching Faith Two, a new season because mm -hmm. everybody in the football season, mm -hmm. everyone yeah. in their life is in a new season of life. Mm -hmm. We thought it was great. Then when we sent it to um, RLJ releasing along with our poster ideas mm -hmm. after, they were like, ooh, a new season. That could sound like it's a new television season. Uh, and I was like, man, I hadn't even thought yeah. about that. And they said, how about the homecoming? And then I like, we were like, actually, that works for the script and the story. Yeah. I like yeah. it in a football the homecoming. The homecoming. Yeah. So, the um, so, yeah. <laughs> it's also why you There's can't, yeah. you can't get married to anything too much right. because, especially when it you're working change. with distribution companies, yeah. it's going to change. Mm -hmm. um, same with uh, the original title was the Elijah Project of Catching Faith. And then after we came back and we were working with our dog and pony creative our, and our executive producer, like, no way. That, that, how am I going to sell that movie in the marketplace? The Elijah Project. Mm. But it was in our brain it worked. But now that we ended up changing the title Catching Faith, right. you can do a poster with a title that's kept together. It's catchy. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Elijah Project would have been like, I don't know what this movie's about right. with yeah. the poster. So And there's, and there's actually so many ch movies with like the blank project in it. So I think you could get lost easily also in that, like just right. yeah. Laramie project and all these other different yeah. versions of that. Well, like we always talk about, it's all about selling. So if mm -hmm. you can't sell the title along with the poster, then the audience doesn't know what it's about. And then yeah. they click, 
they don't click on you. Yeah. 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 So make it super clear. So, so yeah, it's catching faith to the homecoming. Nice. But then again, we're still in post, so anything can change. <laughs> well, best of luck keeping it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so uh, real quick, I just want to switch over to Michael. Yes. Uh, Michael, you haven't been doing much this year. Uh, no. Just been sitting on the couch. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, it hasn't been a big year for you. Well, um, it's, I, I'll say it was a year in which, like, art reflecting what was going on in my life Mm -hmm. was happening a lot. Yes. Like it was, you know, I started off the year, I had just gotten out of uh, studying Meisner technique all of last year. And so I was finally ready to like sink into those skills into a project. Mm -hmm. And I was blessed to have auditioned for Met again uh, for the Hollywood Fringe Festival with Theater Unleashed. And it's a show that tells a story, uh, basically the entire history of a couple uh, through mm-hmm. the entire course of their marriage and Very good. Or, or and their relationship and it was it pushed me but it also like awoke a lot of questions in, within myself of like one of the traits of this guy was like he was he was never committal like he was he knew what he wanted but it would take him a long time to do something about it. That's what I love about acting is that you're like taking psych 101 at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh absolutely <laughs> and so like I started asking within myself I was like I've been with my girlfriend Anna Karen for almost six years it's time for me to make that choice. And so while we were in rehearsals for this show, I went and, you know, I was in a car accident. I, there was all of these things going on, but I was still able to make things happen and like plan this big proposal mm-hmm. uh, with Karen. And so we opened at the Hollywood Fringe and it was like, we did not expect the success mm-hmm. that it garnered. Oh, like, it, it's like a four person play, really small, simple love story. Mm-hmm. But then we were selling out every single time. We did got, really well. We got nominated for Top of Fringe, Best World Premiere. Yes. Um, oh and gosh. then, like, it closed. And then I proposed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on stage? Not on stage. Not on stage. <laughs> FYI, I want all, your whole story to be in rhyme, by the way. It closed. Then and you then proposed, it proposed. And then you know. And then we knew. <laughs> Dang oh, it. No. Fail. Oh, Mike, you got to write this for me. <laughs> uh, Get to work. But, you know, it was just this beautiful everything kind of came together and she said yes and Yay! yeah you know and, oh, i was worried i know you, you didn't know i didn't know i didn't know time. how it ended i was just like wait until the year wait until the end of it. oh my god i would kill you yeah. <laughs> but and then when we like kind of came back from like celebrating our engagement we found out oh we're they're asking for us to perform again mm-hmm. an encore performance so we did that again and then we heard there was a producer in new york city that wanted to check us out for, to, poten- to potentially bring us over there. And so we did a ne- like another month later, like mm-hmm. it was so weird, like with theater, like I guess with film, like you're used to f- filming maybe sporadically right. or something like this. But with theater, it's all like, you're normally doing yeah. it seven days a week. Yeah. And, if you yeah. take and a, then you're done. And then you're done. Yeah. And then you're like, oh wait, we're going again? Okay, <laughs> run, run, run. Do I know the lines? Do I know the lines? <laughs> and, and so we did it again. We did Met Again again. And... It was just such a wonderful success. We're not going to New York right now. Um, we don't know if he's going to want to bring us maybe next year or something. Mm-hmm. But Exciting possibilities. Yeah. Exciting possibilities. And then, you know, planning a wedding. And I just got cast in another production of It's a Wonderful Life. Aww. Which, again, like kind of like looking at how art is like impacting your life and everything. This tells a story of a guy who, you know, didn't think he had anything yeah, but like exactly. it's a story of like you know realizing everything is around you mm-hmm. and don't take it for granted and so i got cast for a fun role in that play and i was you were talking about game shows oh yeah the react channel yeah well very I, game showy i just yeah, got cast for a game show 
Um, I was on set for that this week. We didn't get to my team. So like Aww. they're, I, I know, but it was like a whole day of being did on set. Did they pay you to be there? They did pay me. Yeah. If I, if I had gone and lost, I wouldn't have gotten paid anything. Oh, what? So that That's was like a weird thing. Yeah. Like, but like I got to meet crew and like talk Is to Is that the game actors. show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a, who can wait the whole day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't let people not pay you for your time. Yeah. FYI. That sounds like crap. Yeah, exactly. But they're like the crew at the end of the day were like, we absolutely love you guys and we want to make sure that you come back. So that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. But Awesome. You know, for me, it was also like this journey of like falling into love, falling in love with acting again. And now I'm at the point where it's like, I need to start focusing on the business mm-hmm. of acting. As yes. it were. Like I've had these like amazing passion projects happen this year. Now it's just that evolving to the next mm-hmm. step and like mm-hmm. reaching back out to the business side of things. I right. think that's so important actually. And that's one of the things that I really push when I'm talking to my clients with cast and reels is mm-hmm. that it's not just about your skill as an mm-hmm. actor. It's mm-hmm. also your skill as like representing yourself yes. as a business person because you are your work. You're your brand. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, actually fun fact, I'm also writing a book about this. Oh, nice. It's called Q to Q and it's actually helping actors understand more about that because they think, Oh, I've got to study my craft and be a genius. And <laughs> I'm like, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, then so what you do with that is more important. It's like way yeah. more important than like what you're doing in the audition room and what you're doing on set and how you represent yourself and show yourself to people. Mm-hmm. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a diva. You know, right. yeah. like there's so much. And then like understanding contracts. And I know you have an agent for that, but you should be understanding what you're signing yeah and yeah so i mean, I mean there, there's just so much that world. goes into the business yep. that hustle of the right. acting business and, and people so, will screw you out of money so you have to be really <laughs> oh, yeah. careful yeah oh yeah so, like so i'm just at the, that stage where i'm just like looking at all my materials and being like oh wow i need to update all right. of these things dust the you know dust it off and mm-hmm. everything and get it updated so and do you have a reel too because I mean that's that's yeah. that's what I do I just do. saying no, I <laughs> well, we have someone that can make a website for you we have yeah, someone that can exactly. make a reel for you and, and someone who gave me great acting career <laughs> counseling and if you want to act in your own film that you created she can help you distribute yeah. it exactly. and if I need to grow an even greater beard <laughs> me <laughs> and you put yourself in the lead and put yourself on the cover and then everyone yeah. in Walmart sees your face the Michael Luther and you become a new season. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> we just cracked it, you guys. You guys are so lucky to hear this right yeah, now. This Hollywood Hustle podcast. Michael, you are now successful. Stevie Spielberg. Ooh, I think you lost him with that voice. How about you, man? How are things going in the house of Tuttle? Uh, man, it has been a uh, hell of a year. Um, still unemployed, uh, but been lucky enough lucky. to get. All, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I've been lucky enough to get a lot of uh, temp jobs. Uh, I temped for the you know beginning of this year for a production company that does a lot of uh, made-for-TV films and things like that, and uh, was the assistant to two amazing heads of production uh, who were just super generous and kind and let me ask questions. And uh, I was there. For, I was supposed to be there for three weeks. I ended up being there three months. Um, oh, and then wow. they still call me back 
every now and then to work in other positions there. I don't know why they don't just find, hire me so as like a full-time you work it yourself, Absolutely. you know, if people Absolutely. like you, they will call you back. That's yeah. right. Oh, my, my goal in life is never be an a-hole. Like, yeah, always <laughs> never burn bridges. Um, <laughs> you never know who anyone is going to become too. So oh yeah, no, advice. absolutely. Yeah. Be nice to everyone. Um, but yeah, so doing that and uh, it's been a weird, like, you know, I, I started this show last year um, as a way to not only learn from other people, but also expand my own creative circle. And this year, I think that I felt that really starting to pay off in a lot of ways. Um, I have two scripts that are one scripts in uh, in the process of development and writing with Mikey here uh, uh, that deals with uh, a, a gentleman who is helping his dad who is has a brain tumor. Um, his dad can't remember a lot of his past. Um, and part of what he doesn't remember is that he was very abusive to his son when he was younger, but he doesn't remember being abusive. And because of the tumor, his, his personality has adjusted. Mm-hmm. So now he's the father this kid always wanted. And now that he has to, he, he's grown up, gotten away from this, and he has to take care of him and deal with like that history, even though it's like this nice dad now, and it's a whole thing. And then <laughs> um, also through this show, I've reached out to a, a group, couple of ladies who have a YouTube series called LA Happy, um, which they go and listen, go to different LA happy hours around town and they do a whole kind of talk show-ish <laughs> thing around it. That's fun. But through them, I, I wrote a, a shorter a script, the film with Mikey is a short film. I wrote a shorter script that actually deals with a miscarriage um, as well. Uh, basically, but it's more with... It's very common. Yes. Uh, but it's you more know? with a, a couple finally talking about it after yeah. ignoring it for a while. And oh, God. Um, and I sent, gave it to one of the actor, one of the girls from LA Happy, who's an actress. She really loved it, and I thought she would be great for the lead female. And they want to produce it and Fantastic. put it together. So oh, awesome. we're working on that right now. It's very uh, relatable. I yeah. mean, honestly, like so many women can relate to that, and so many men who have been with women who have experienced that. Like, I mean, it's their experience too of losing a child. Yeah, so, absolutely. And and not talking about it is the worst thing you can mm-hmm. do because mm-hmm. it's it's grief. No, absolutely. Yeah. And that's and that's the I, I'm. <laughs> I always tell my mom when I wrote scripts back in the day when I lived at home would always say like why are your scripts always so sad? Because <laughs> it's relatable. And I, it's relatable. That's life. Because yeah. that's what Walmart wants. Because <laughs> that's what Walmart wants. Sad and, <laughs> sad and inspirational. Um, but but <laughs> sorry, I have to go. No, no, no. I get it. Right? Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But and, uh, overcoming the sadness. Yeah, overcoming is what the sadness. Want, but I, exactly. but I told her. Inspirational stuff. You know, inspirational but I, I told, drama. <laughs> yeah. But I told her, I was like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather me get the sad dark me out on paper? And in person, I'm the happy, positive me. Yeah. And so that's, but I, I feel like I'm a big fan of realism. And I believe yeah. like not, every, not everything wraps in a nice, beautiful bow and not everything. And I can write that. That's fine. But in life, that's not what happens. And that's what I love about both of these stories. Life isn't a rom-com? No. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry uh, to bring that out, spring that on you. Uh, but that's what I love about both the scripts I'm working on with Mikey and, and, and these two ladies is that it does, it, it, it has an ending but it, it doesn't end because life doesn't end until you die and nobody yeah. dies. Well, one person dies, but and then, you, and then you meet again. Yeah, spoiler alert. But it's one of those you meet, you met again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and so I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm loving working with Mikey. Uh, uh, we'll talk a little more about that later, um, which has been fantastic. Uh, but it just feels good because I actually had a conversation with my wife recently about how people think, and we've talked about overnight success and this idea of you make it, 
oh, you're, you've made a film? You're, you must be rich and hanging out with Steven Spielberg and huh. all these other people. Or you were, you were the smallest, biggest part in a movie, so you must be killing it. No, you're back at Starbucks the next day after yeah. filming, you know, um, working. We, we had a guest on this year called, his name's Eddie Firth. He's a stand-up comedian. He just sold his show, his stand-up show to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And he has a six-episode season. Yeah. And he's they're working. In the room. They're about to start filming this week. And he told me, like, I'm in the writer's room every day until 11 o'clock, but I know as soon as episode six is wrapped, I go back to work. You know? It's just like, it's it, even though, like, we see it on Facebook and mm-hmm. everything, it's like, yeah, no, it's still got to pay for yeah. life. You still got to pay your bills. bills. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the things my wife talks about, because it, it was based off a, a comment somebody else had made that she was around about how uh, this idea of people don't work for their 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 money they don't work for what they build out of out of something and so if you're uh, billionaires don't work for what they've made billions on and mm-hmm. she was like if anybody ever like if we were ever on a red carpet anybody was like how does it feel to be an overnight success she's like i'm gonna get in their face <laughs> like, he is not, yeah, he's not, not an overnight thing. success it's I, not a thing. i've seen him like cry because things aren't working there is no such thing i mean yeah. i never cry i'm a man i don't i don't do that <laughs> it was made up by magazines yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, it's, it's, those are the good stories it's a they pop word skip, they don't want to they don't want to tell you the yeah. terrible the hard homeless, yeah. homeless yeah. side of it mm-hmm. they just they just skip to the good stuff yeah. so it, 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 it's so true and i mean i think even hearing you daniel mm-hmm. saying that like makes me feel good about like where i'm at with my journey because i'm someone like i can be hard on myself of like oh my gosh we i'm not are. booking that are. role yeah. or whatever but then it's like no it's a, a continuous season and you're always mm-hmm. growing and everything and so it's just this refining process. Right? You're saying it's a new season? It's a new season. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep refining ways, yeah, ways to bring out a new season. It's a homecoming. It's a homecoming. <laughs> so, so real quick, uh, before we kind of move on to the next topic, I just want to kind of, I have just a few questions for each of you guys. Um, Alyssa, I want to talk a little bit more because I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm so fascinated with YouTube and content creation. I've actually become really good friends with a few content creators on YouTube uh, in various different aspects one's a video essay he does screenwriting video essays mm-hmm. um another one does video game has a gaming channel yep, um, i'm popular. actually i'm cool. actually helping him write stuff for his gaming channel cool. um so i really just what is you know if you can just go through it real quick your day-to-day life going in and producing a youtube channel you know video <laughs> yeah. um because i mean there's so much that goes with engagement and interaction and oh my god and getting no so many videos <laughs> once two two a day or three you know look it, it takes what, a what team. is it like for it you it definitely takes a team first of all i really can't take credit because it's rafi and benny fine who created mm. the channel so just just so you know mm. it's not me who created shout out rafi and benny if y'all ever want to be on our <laughs> yeah, show rafi and benny had this great idea about reacting and then it turned in it blew up, and they started know? in their apartment. I they did. And it became an overnight success. <laughs> they did not. Yeah. They an overnight success. That is not true. <laughs> but it is seven years in the making, folks. Wow. You know, and I mean, and they, and you find out what's working and what's not working. It's experimenting. It's mm-hmm. it's you know it's everything, and it does not take one person. It is everybody. I mean, we have we have definitely grown into a big company, and I think when I started there, there were roughly. 60 people and now it's like closer to 80 so wow. I mean it's expanding um and uh honestly like yeah we, we run like a like a regular production company we've got producers we've got production we've got post and we have 
um, a social team that helps with uh, analytics and keeping track of like how to manage the performance and the views and the likes. I mean, there's so many things to consider and the thumbnails, you know, how are we getting our, our, uh, our audience in and what's keeping them engaged. And, um, you know, we do this thing called live coverage where when an episode releases, we're in the comments and we're reading them and we're like, like responding to people, um, so that they feel that, that we're with them. And, and that is important to, to us. And so if you want to keep your audience, you know, you got to make it feel, I mean, I think that is what is so unique about YouTube. And I feel Feel like I'm, you know, beating a dead horse, but it's because people can relate to you and like you're watching a person who's engaging with you. And that is the main difference with YouTube is that like people are, you feel like people are talking to you mm-hmm. and you know them and you relate to them and you know their story and they're, they're real. Now I will say that some people kind of do put on a character and a facade for the audience. I mean, you're in front of a camera sure, you can't yeah. be boring, yeah. but, um, my biggest advice to, and honestly, I got this when I was at VidCon, mm-hmm. um, like three years ago, <clears throat> when people are creating their own channels, you want to create your channel. Mm-hmm. You don't want to create someone else's mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. watch you. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to be a second you know, figure of someone else, you're not going to be successful because there's already someone out there doing that. Yeah. Now, if you put your own spin on it, great. That's what makes you, you. And that's what keeps people coming back for more. And so, but there is this balance of like, um, and, you know, and we're actually dealing with this on the React channel right now too, is that like, we've been going for a long time. We're on like, do they know it? 90s episode number 25 or something. You know I mean? There's only so many 90s songs that you can feature. <laughs> so like, how do you revamp? How do you freshen up? And like, how do you yeah, keep what's your- what's the next step? The, the next evolution. You're, sure. Yeah, you're constantly evolving. You're mm-hmm. constantly, like I was saying, seeing what's working, what's not mm-hmm. working. How do we make this better? How do we keep this engaging? And, um, you know, you do, you have to, you have a brand of like, you know, our thumbnails have a very specific look. And so now we're kind of experimenting with like, how do we want to make this look different so we can, you know, evolve, like you said. Yeah. And so there's a lot of questions about that. And and honestly, we're winging it too, you know? It's like we were, tr- you know, we take what's working for other channels and we try to put our spin on it too. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is, this is what has been working for us and this is not working anymore. So how do we, you know make it better and it's really just experimenting and seeing what sticks it's throwing darts and seeing what sticks and um i really think that that's everything Mm -hmm. you know and and sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you have to work harder and so you know i think that rafi and benny had a really great idea it's been evolving it's gotten bigger and we are making more and more content every day and i want to pull my hair out sometimes (laughs) but but it's fun and people like it and Mm -hmm. and and you know it's it's relevant because it's pop culture and it's, it's kind of interesting. Benny always talks about how it's a social experiment mm-hmm. and, um, and how we're really playing with like the decade and how do teens today feel about nineties music and how mm-hmm. do parents today feel about modern music? Mm-hmm. And so it's really like kind of creating a time capsule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he really emphasizes on that and that it's actually very kind of cool to like see you're, you're documenting history mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. Yeah. And so it is, it is very interesting and it, and it can be, you know, pop culture right. and mm-hmm. it can just be, you know, monotonous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're all playing, we're all playing games and it's real people and pe- our audience really gets attached to our reactors and, 
Um, we have staff react, so it's fun that I get to participate in these games. Nice. I do not like playing the challenges. We're playing, we're playing Bean Boozled later, guys. And I'm not looking forward to it because I know what that means. You know, I mean, and we all we all are just kind of playing games on the channel, and like you know, it, it's all about reacting. So mm-hmm. that is what is unique to the channel. So find your uniqueness. What makes you you? Put it out there, and and if people like it, they will come back for more. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mikey, um, you mentioned, you know, you have a lot of stuff going on right now uh, with not only your side hustle, but working with uh, Michael on some stuff, working with me on some stuff. And I know you have other fire, you know, <laughs> irons in the fire. How do you, how, where do you go? This is enough. Like, wh- how do you know when you, ha- you have enough on your plate? That, mm, that's a good that, question. That you need to start. <laughs> do I know? When do you know, <laughs> like, me that I when somebody comes <laughs> up, even if it's a great idea, like, hey, I have this and I think it's a great idea, I would love for you to work with me on it. And you go, ah, I've got like 18 other things I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, and, and this happened even between the two of us before where, you know, I can maybe just help out with like notes or if mm-hmm. you want to help like give a read through mm-hmm. and, and, and see what I think about it, you know, sometimes that's as far as I'll be able to take the idea right um it's, it's just you know what really is what i consider what i'm actually working on is whatever is actually consuming the background processes of my mind mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so if i'm like working out and it's still going through my head mm-hmm. i'm like that's what i'm working on right. that's you know not it doesn't matter like if i'm if i've hit a certain stage um again it, it is helpful when you have collaborators because then you can kind of you're, Pat, you're held accountable. You're held, well, Pass not, yeah. the buck a little and, bit. And, exactly. <laughs> well, you can also set um, kind of a schedule to how you get these things done. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's been really interesting because it's been everything from even like doing short films, you know, which are kind of my favorite because they push you to get them done quickly mm-hmm. and kind of uh, get into production process as soon as possible. With something like a full length play, then it's like, you know, you're hitting year three and you're still reworking on stuff. And so that may not even be considered like, like for instance, I did a whole um, series of short films over the summer mm-hmm. and those were my primary writing while the plays and the poetry were kind of all in the background and uh, it was actually good for them. Oh yeah, it helps you. Exactly. I, I have to yeah. say, I love what you're saying because even though short films are not features, right. they are great practice mm-hmm. for yeah. what's to come. You have to figure out how to do a beginning and an end in it with the span of 10, yeah. 20, 30 minutes instead of getting a full hour and a half to you tell should, a Everyone should do a short film Absolutely. before you do a feature. Absolutely. So, yeah. Or do, do five or six. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, like, well, really you never know what you're going to get out of in. that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm not a novelist, but uh, I know Margaret Atwood said a really great thing. She's a, she's a novelist and a poet. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, well, like the poetry helps me discover where the doors are. Novels help me open the doors, so I think the same thing is true for short films. Where like, like you just said, you you found the inciting incident of a story by doing the short film, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you'll you'll find like, oh, that's where my story begins, and you can within four minutes go like, is there a story that can evolve from here? What I also love, yes, exactly. Yeah. And what I also love about cast and reels is that I'm literally writing a page for people. So it's right. eight, it is one oh scene, exactly. 60 seconds, beginning you know, and, and you need to have like, and it's not even like a beginning and end. It's like a, just a blip. Mm. Like right. what is, what's the conflict? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's what people, what, like that's what every or, scene should have is yeah. conflict. Yeah. Of yeah. Some yeah. Kind. Discovery. Yeah. 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 And and I mean, so it really helps you exactly. write every scene for your feature. <laughs> exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, there was another uh, novelist, uh, Mario Vardisioso, who's a Latin American novelist, who said, like, stories are just stories within stories. Like, that was Scheherazade. 
she built a thousand and one by telling little stories within mm-hmm. other stories. And you go like, yeah, that's right. A scene is really just a story. You start at the beginning, you build it, it goes to a climax. The climax of that little story is actually what pushes the narrative a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And so doing a short film, you learn that that shorthand of like, okay, what's, even if it's just one person in a room, even if it's mm-hmm. just somebody, can you build a story of somebody just looking in the mirror? Mm. Like and have that little moment have a beginning. You need a good actor for that. That's that's the other thing. You can write a great scene, but do you have talent who can carry it? You know. Right. That's yeah. That's that's actually yeah. And then once you get to the collaborative stage and you get to like the production stage, that's the big challenge. Yeah. And then they're teaching you things. That's what I love about working with actors too. And I'm sure Michael, you can speak to this too. Is like taking material and then becoming that material and actually like bringing something new to the page. Yeah. Well, that, I've actually been telling that to Daniel in regards to one of your uh, films that you've been working on this mm-hmm. year. It's like, cause you'll work and work and work so much on the characters and writing the lines and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's like, at some point you need people to embody mm-hmm. those characters, mm-hmm. not necessarily to take on bond, but just to kind of further establish, like it is what the story is or right. the lines, what you're writing no, true to these characters. No, absolutely. You might it's, discover something else. It's super important to hear other people say your lines because you're going to hear them a certain way. And then you're going to hear them that way. Right. Constantly, yeah. because that's kind of how you Table picture it. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. because because then someone could say a line in a way that you never even thought of, and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! What if we said this instead of that, and that in that way, and then it'll be beautiful." Yeah. Even like, just how it flows out yeah. of your mouth—that yeah. didn't work. Oh, yeah. or, Let me try <laughs> this one. Yeah. I, think, I think real quick. So yeah, sorry. No, one sure. thing I think a lot of people forget when writing uh, 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 screenplays and, and things like that is that you have to be very detailed in each line depending on what's happening. So if you're having an argument between two people that's getting more and more heated, then my, my belief is your dialogue has to show smaller words so that the words can come out quicker. Because when you do, if you throw in like, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, <laughs> yeah. it's going to bring yeah. that whole back and forth to a really quick halt unless you mean for there to be a moment of revelation or a beat mm-hmm. or a change yeah. then you bring that in and go but that's not why we're here you know and then you can yeah. change to whatever it is and so i think a lot of people miss some of those details as you write it this is this helps this pace for actors instead of having crazy dialogue. i'm yeah. super smart dialogue and it's, <laughs> it's like, like monosyllabic yeah, yeah right yeah. yeah like how much of it is indulgence like so for mm. men again that was we had to fit that show in 75 minutes. That was like mm-hmm. our hard, like, we will bring up the stage lights if it goes past 75 minutes. Well, because y'all shared the space. And because we were sharing the space. So right. it's like, you it know, for a Hollywood yeah. Fringe, they mm-hmm. only have 15 minutes like to turn over yeah. exactly. a show. And so there was, so in the course of the play, um, the woman that I'm in this relationship with, she dies. And there is this whole spoiler alert. Spoiler. So she she died. Why is everybody dying? I know. No, no. Walmart, Daniel. Walmart. Somebody has to die. But how do you meet her again? I don't understand. But like, there's this whole portion of the play where it's just me mm-hmm. becoming an old man, and you get to see the deterioration of this person, and and the, and the bitterness that yeah. follows mm-hmm. that level of loss. But we found like there were so many pages of just me monologuing. And as we got closer and closer to the performance and stuff, we're like, nope, we got to scratch it out because what's the most important? What's yeah. the, the big discovery right. that you're trying to get? And we realized it's like, this isn't my story. It's a story about us. So we need to get back to us right. 
as soon as possible. Um, Alexander, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, kind of like Mikey and, and everybody else, you have a lot of irons in the fire and you, you, you teach <laughs> classes and you, you work her on several Her classes are films. great. <laughs> on several Take films. her classes. <laughs> I swear this is not an advertisement for class, but hey, why not? It's going to be, it's gonna so be so a movie, now what.com. Come on. It's no big deal. No big deal. How do you keep moving forward? forward so in that what I, and what i mean by that is how do you not get lost in just one thing how do you stay organized to go okay this is i've, I've done this i can let this maybe i can let's say you and mikey i can let mikey ride this now i can go work on this like how do you organize yourself to keep everything moving forward and make sure that nothing gets kind of lost in the mm -hmm. the, the river if you, if well i know i love this question because you asked mike i'm like thinking about like how do you know when your yeah. plate is too full especially as we've been getting more and more bigger meetings, I go mm. in there and they'll be like, so what else do you have? Mm. Like, shoot, I wish I had those other three scripts written, but I don't because I was so busy writing these scripts that you're mm. passing on. So it can be really hard in this business to not want to do 500 things in case the one out of the 500 is the thing that someone was looking for at that moment, at that time, on that day. Mm. And this industry mm -hmm. is so about that, being at the right place at the right moment, knowing the right person. Um, so I think that for us, especially like, having people in post has been you know like john the director that i work with he used to edit everything but we just brought on lex benedict to edit and i think that's been really freeing for john and i to be able to let someone else edit the film so we can move on mm -hmm. whether we were to get funded for another project we could actually do that because we have an editor now and we have a sound designer and because we have built such an amazing team of people that we're loyal to, that we take care of. We kind of have our post people in place. So when you have that and you know who's gonna be on the team, you're not like searching, you already have them ready to go. Mm -hmm. Then you can go and be like, okay, I can focus on this right now. But it is hard and sometimes things will take, like I wrote a script called The Night Shift about a girl who works overnight shifts in a haunted nursing home. Oh, and it's great. been oh, <laughs> sitting awesome. on a computer way too long. And I, you know, when we went into faith-based family, I let it go. And I was like, over there, don't worry about it because I'm doing something else. I didn't put any focus in it. But then somebody was interested in that script. So then last week, I spent the whole week rewriting the script. Because I had interest that, to me, felt valuable enough to rewrite. Because you could rewrite something. And I mean, we have so many people give us a different opinion about one of our award-winning scripts, Switch. We get so many different opinions. And we're like, okay, are you going to put money in or are you going to distribute this? Because I can't just run around rewriting a script till the cows come home on a hope and a maybe. Yeah, right. So I think yeah. it is deciphering... Yeah. When you have a meeting, if that seems like that's actually going to go somewhere, is it worth your time to put into creating something or recreating something if you think that that person's going to bring something valuable to the table? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Can I say something to this too? I had this, I had an overwhelming moment in my life as mm -hmm. well. And I'm just kind of like, God, I've got like 10 things going on. Which one do I focus on? Mm -hmm. And I was talking to one of my friends and, and she, she put it this way. It's kind of graphic, but funny. And she was just like, well, listen, if you had five babies which one would you pay attention to? And I was like, I didn't understand. I was like, what? I would, the I one mean, that's screaming. The one that's, well, she said the one that's throwing up on you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's I don't really care about funny. that one. That, I one, love that, it, that one's a jerk. That one really clicked though. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, you've got five babies, but some of them are like working on their own. Yeah. And, right. and one yeah. of, but one of them needs their diaper changed. Someone's so taking gotta, a nap. Yeah. yeah. So a little while. <laughs> yeah. So you're good on the kid that's napping, but right now you're going to, you know, clean up yeah. the one that just threw up on you. Mm -hmm. And as, you know, as graphic as that is, it's funny and true. You know, like you've got five whatever projects right. that you're focused on 
but like maybe this one needs your attention right now and you can put this one on a shelf for the time being until you need to take what, it off. That's yeah. Well, right. Have, so kind of like the background noise exactly, that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And have <laughs> a whole bunch of projects. Really I think the good thing is to have a bunch of stuff yeah. sort of yeah. in your back pocket to pull from, mm-hmm. but don't let yourself get so carried away with everybody's opinions that you, it's the same with all the parts of making a movie, whether it's you're in the writing phase, whether you're in editing where everyone's going to have a different opinion. And then it's just like really being able to, it's like what you guys were saying too about writing just now. Like, Mm. you know, we write our scripts, but we're also very moldable that when we're on set and we see that the actors aren't getting it, we're like, let's rewrite it right here and change (laughs) it. Because we know it so well that we can do that and then make it better for the moment. That's great. So, you know, like, and also we're blessed that we make our own film. So we're not reporting back to a studio yeah, where we're absolutely. like you can't change that line independent it filmmaking be. <laughs> independent filmmaking I can it's the best and the worst the whole scene on set with the person and go go you know yeah, and, yeah. and then it is always way better one, so. one of the best advices uh, piece of advice I ever got about organization and like planning your day was don't plan several different things mm-hmm. pick a theme for yeah. that day mm-hmm. so Tuesday would be like, like Maggie would be poetry so I'm going to work on this 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 poem mm-hmm. and this poem because that way you can stay in one mindset. You can I mean you can have your usual daily life stuff work out, eat, yeah. go to run errands, What's but for that? your like <laughs> right, uh, mine's just coffee, 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 coffee. Yeah. Uh, but for like creative or, or or hustles is pick a theme. So like mine would be one day maybe podcast. So that day I'll reach out to guests. I'll send out an email. I'll do marketing mm-hmm. stuff for the podcast. Next day is screenwriting. And maybe just focus on just this one screenplay. And that maybe means writing something, contacting Mikey about something, and so forth and so on. And I think that really helped me because I was trying to get better at scheduling my day, especially being unemployed. I want to make sure like my days meant something right. and came to something. And so uh, I, that really helped me not feel so stressed of, okay, now i got to get to the podcast stuff. And now i got to get to this stuff. What I hate is when like inspiration strikes. At three oh, in the morning. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and, and no like, you I can gotta text. write this down yeah. before I forget it. And you then know. then you can at least yeah. go back to it oh. when you schedule I'll, the time. I'll literally yeah, pick exactly. up my phone and be like, I've got to text. Okay, it's like midnight. Uh, is Michael awake? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Right, exactly. But they'll be like, I'll just say, it's like, you may not see this till this morning, but I have a great idea about this. Remind me tomorrow to tell you. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I'd add to like the whole blocking your schedule out is to not be afraid if that uh, nothing gets accomplished in that block right because just showing up for the block of like I'm going to screen write mm-hmm. and you, you show up and you kind of look at the scene you know like maybe change a few words right. of dialogue and time is good the accomplishment exactly. is showing up exactly is showing up and yeah. thinking exactly. sometimes what is it the peanuts got cartoon writer said that he would sit all day in his yeah. backyard and just think exactly. for a day a day mm-hmm. and if he didn't write anything that was okay because it was right. like the next day it would all come to you had a whole day in the grocery store and you'd be like oh there it is there's the answer that's what I need and like my inspiration always comes to me when I'm sleeping because that's when I'm like turned off you're all turned off exactly yeah Yeah. sometimes we push it so hard it won't come and when you let it go everything comes so it's like giving yourself permission that's a good life lesson let it go yeah I'm gonna relax today and not force myself and then I'll probably come so, so last season, uh, like I said, when we, had, we did our season out, we had Allie Williams on. And back, you know, last year was a really big start of the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement. So one of our topics that year was just discussing what's been happening because mm-hmm. it all kind of really was a huge tidal wave sure. that happened so quickly and then just engulfed the industry mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. 
So I, I, I thought it'd be great just to have a small topic just real quick to talk about that kind of deals with the industry um, as well as things going on in the world. And I, I don't think it's unfair to say that this year has been very politically charged. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't oh think I've God. ever seen a year as politically charged in my 35 years. Are we really about years, to dive into right? politics right just, now? <laughs> not, not, not too much, not too much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, part of that has been this this, this debate from some people about where who can talk about politics who who can be involved in politics mm. are they doing it just to build a brand and using it for their own advantageousness mm. or are they doing it because they sincerely care about the topic or what's going on mm. and you know it's just it, it's one of those things it's just in the world we live it's around so i just kind of wanted to dis- discuss a little bit of like what place do you believe art has in politics and social issues i mean mm. Myself that I'm trying to make right I was about now. To say, it's yeah. so relevant right now. Oh my god! And I mean, it's relevant all the time, yeah. but it's especially relevant right now. I will say that. But I mean, I I love that I can tell a story through film mm-hmm. and raise awareness mm-hmm. in the only way I know how, which is like making a film and then sharing it with people to be like, "Hey, this is happening." Mm-hmm. And like, and that's the thing is. You know, I was worried about my topic because I, there are people who are pro-life and pro-choice, mm-hmm. and that's not what my film is. It's not that about that at all. No, no. Yeah. it's, it's about sexual education, folks. Yeah. It's yeah. about like not letting, sorry, a man, a white man who has oh, no idea about female anatomy, <laughs> telling a woman what she can and cannot do with her body. Oh, right. That's what it's about. And it's like, you know, I mean, yes, you could play that that's the pro-choice stance. Right. Um, but, and, and you know, it's like, if you're Pro-life, great. If you're pro-choice, great. But, like, there's facts about female anatomy mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. like, if you have a miscarriage, that's an accident. Like, that's not even pro-choice or pro-life. That's just it's, life. It's just life, life yeah. in general. And it's just, like, and your it's body. Also, you're dealing with an area that's uneducated, too. Right. Like, yeah. like here, women, we all yeah. know that that's not even an issue. But, right. like, it's great that you're going to go in and to bring me, up something it, people might not know that is going on yeah. in the part of the country. Yes. yes. Education. Yeah. So, as far as political, yeah. like, you know, so, yeah, there is this political charge behind, like, pro-life, pro-choice. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I really wanted to emphasize that, like, yes, that's a topic of discussion that can be discussed as this movie is being shown. Mm -hmm. But the real issue of this story is, like, an injustice. There's an injustice happening to women, and it needs to be fixed. And Mm -hmm. it needs to be shown so people know that this is happening, so that something can be done. These innocent women who Mm -hmm. are in prison... After losing a child on, like, I mean, trauma on top of trauma, mm-hmm. like, that's, so, like, that's, you know. Well, and your film is so important, and, and even when we were talking earlier about distribution, all that stuff, I think that that doesn't even matter. I think what matters is that you're getting the story out there. My friend just did a film called Trafficked with Ashley Judd, and now did that movie do great at the box office? Yeah, no, of course not. I went and saw it, there was one man in the thing, nobody wants to watch that, but she went to the UN, and laws were changed because of her movie. Wow. That's amazing. And I just talked to her the other day because she's part of the debate too and I was like you know she was talking about the money like who cares about the money like mm-hmm. yes the money is important but not really are we here to change the world you're changing you changed laws you're changing lives about, yeah, yeah late lives that who cares about the money 
you know, and who, and like, so that's to me like, oh yeah, you're making something that could change. Yes. That you just need to get it to maybe the UN, make it to get it to the UN to screen it. Right. And what you were just saying about the money too, it's like, for me, I actually like really don't care if this, if I make any money on this film. For me, it's about like, I've made a connection with Dennis Munoz and Christina Quintanilla and I owe them to tell their story. story. And like that for me is what I'm so incredibly passionate about. Um, because I've gotten to know them and like, these are people like all, and like all of them too. I mean, the reason the movie is called, uh, Los Diecisiete is because there are 17 women that were discovered in prison, uh, who had the same, um, experience. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it became a movement Mm -hmm. and there were protests and it's about, um, you know, abortion rights. But they don't even understand that it's not about abortion rights. Mm-hmm. It's just about human productive rights, yeah. uh, female productive rights. And so, um, yeah. And you need to find, then, therefore, you need to find an investor that's passionate like you are, that doesn't care about getting their money back. It's like a mission. Yeah. You're just giving that money to bring awareness to something yeah. that everyone should know about. Yeah. Well, but also, earlier you were talking about, like, with YouTube, it's kind of like pop culture, like mm-hmm. synthesis and stuff. And I feel like for movies or for theater or poetry mm-hmm. and everything like you get to see like in a decade what are the movies that are being made what are the stories that mm-hmm. are being made it's and history that's, and that's the conversation yeah. that's happening in the country in the world and yeah. so yeah. you know your film sounds amazing i saw a film uh, called deserto um earlier this year it's directed by alfonso Cuarón's son oh right and right. it tells a story uh Gael garcia bernal is the protagonist uh, his name's moses and he leads a group of immigrants from across the Mexican border and Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Sam. Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of this American guy living in the desert, like shooting immigrants. Like that's the conflict and and it becomes a thriller, but it's just like, what a moment, like when else would you have had this movie made? But now, right. And to go back to FBE, even like what the FBE channel really focuses on is having people react to what's going on today. Like, Mm. what did you think of the election? What did you think of this, this new song that came Mm. out? Like, um, this is America. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's reacting to stuff that's happening now. And you'll do like, like and you'll do like reacting to events that have happened, you know, showing clips of things that are going on or, something that's based on that event. And it's it's nice to have the diversity of like how people feel about mm-hmm. these topics and like what what one person thinks versus what another person yeah. thinks mm-hmm. and how that kind of coincides or how it doesn't and it's right. interesting to see and the, we try not to have a bias when we are <laughs> obviously present we want to just present things as they are right. and see how different people mm-hmm. react that is the whole point. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's and like you know to go back to your initial question about like how do politics play in in art that it doesn't even I, have to necessarily be, mm-hmm. you know, art. It's just talking about it. Yeah. And, okay, I well, just had a thought. Yeah, no, please. Yeah. Well, because I was thinking about, so you can either, you know, art imitates life or we can create a culture by art. Yes. Yeah. So um, we can either reflect the culture or create the culture. And both are important. Like mm-hmm. when we did Catching Faith, it's about a woman and what she goes through. And we ended up going to Cuba on a, on a movie tour because the women in Cuba take care of everybody. No one helps them. They have a very tough life. So when they saw this film was for them and spoke to them where women were like, I didn't, I thought I was alone. Nice. We reflected mm-hmm. what their life was like. And then we validated them and said, you're not alone. Life That's is great. hard. And we had women who actually in Cuba told us that the Elijah Project, the workbook that goes along with 
the movie stopped them from killing, taking their life because wow. it gave wow. them hope. But then we just wrote a script called Switched, and it's about two girls in high school. One's the bully, and one's the girl she bullies, and they end up switching bodies so that um, oh, wow. it, so that we can show empathy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they can yeah. see each other's life. Yeah. Because 13 Reasons Why, for me, reflects the culture too much. We have kids mm-hmm. killing each other, kids killing mm-hmm. themselves, too kids, too, yeah, kids bullying in the fact that it's so horrible, right. rape, all this yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Our movie, Switched, is the opposite of that. We are actually trying to create a culture by saying, we're going to we're gonna show on screen how you are supposed to act. I don't care what's really happening in yeah. the world. I want to show you how, especially Lead for by kids. Example. Uh, for yeah. kids, too. Adults are a little different. You can like reflect it so they can feel not alone. But I think for kids, we have to create something that actually teaches them how to be better to each that's other. That's so great. Mm-hmm. And that's so, the Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, yeah. it, But it's, a, it's like the politics. It can be both ways. We can yeah. reflect it and change the world. And then we can also create it and change the right. next generation. Mm-hmm. So I guess my next, so my next question would be is can politics in uh, a piece of work ever overshadow the art and vice versa? Can the art ever overshadow the, 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 the mm-hmm. message you're trying to put out? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if the, yeah. If the message is too overt. Ugh, like you if, just want to shut it off. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you want to feel like they're just shutting exactly. it down. Right. Exactly. Well, I guess the other question, is it ever too much? Yeah. If it's still on the nose yeah. that you're like, yeah, that like you're shoving it down. Some, and that's honestly what I was trying to say earlier too, is like yeah. what I was afraid of was that there was, it was going to start, spark this debate of like pro-life versus, versus pro-choice. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want just a, a liberal audience. I, I want a conservative audience too. I want everyone to see this and go, wow, this is happening. What can I do to help? Yeah, it's the lesson yeah, that yeah. you're trying it's to teach. Lesson, like, yeah. people just don't know. Mm-hmm. I just so don't... they need to see this story to... You, want a, you want a no. wide audience, not a not a niche no, audience. Well, you must be experiencing this, because you said it a couple times, that I don't see anywhere in this story where it's pro-life versus pro-choice. This yeah. is about... Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless people are saying yeah. that to you, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, no. this is about something that's happening in our world and we didn't know about it. And no. I'm like, I had no idea women were going to jail because they are they're, they had a miscarriage. And you do have to be careful about that because, like, I mean, like, with your question, you know, you're saying, like, does it go too far? And, like, mm-hmm. I think what you were saying, like, if someone doesn't like what they're watching, mm-hmm. they'll turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then what's right. the point? What's the point of that? You want to... Sh- you want to inspire change and so like you let people know what's going on and then like you were saying show them what it should be lead by example and then you're and then you are inspiring change and so it's like okay and then people can hopefully be you know self-reflective enough (laughs) to be like how where am i seeing this in my own life and how can i be a better person you hope those things are happening Save the well, cat says. Yeah. The book Save the Cat says mm-hmm. there needs to be a fun and games part of your script. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do with the audience. Like, now I need a break from that. And that goes right. for any story you're telling. Well, Even yeah. if it is like yeah. your right. story, which is dark, there has to be a moment where for a minute you let the audience breathe. Right. Yes. Right. It gets right. to the point where you're just like, oh my God, we get it. It's like a bad faith face movie. It goes into screenwriting where you have to. Uh, show it don't say it and there's yeah. so many where yeah. it's like well, t- just lines of like well you know blah blah okay 
thank you. Thank you for that educational moment that you just had in your film. That's on the nose. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah and it's always like a person yeah. like, you know that person would know this. Why are you telling them this? Yeah. And such so yeah. like, well, scientists, you know that climate change. So like, yeah. your audience is smart enough to kind of figure those things right. out yeah, yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's why Taken so good. Taken yeah. is an action yeah. film yeah. wrapped up with human trafficking, trafficking. sex trafficking. Yeah. Great yeah. way to get your point across is like wrap up a incredible message into a wicked in a fun, fun movie. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone's gonna go and hopefully walk away with a little well, bit of what they yeah. were like. Wait a minute. Whereas on the opposite end, something like a Justice League that mm-hmm. came out this past summer, yeah. where it's just like, oh, they can't even tell a coherent story. Right, right, like right. they're just throwing the ideals at you of like, oh, this is what it could be, but like they're not mm-hmm. giving no you story any, dynamics. There's no yeah. story dynamics. There's no yeah. character to right. it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, <laughs> we fixed it. We fixed it. Fixed America's fixed. World Overnight peace. Success. Overnight success and world peace all in this living Way to go, guys. Way to go, guys. We are the new UN. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> Done. They should refer to us from now on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I'm actually going to pass the the baton over to Mikey real Uh-oh. quick. Uh, Mikey's going to take charge in this next section because if not, it sounds very self self indulgent. Yeah, self indulgent. I think it's great that you guys are going to talk about kind of like where you want to take the show next. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a big thing. We're all like so every day, pretty much. Daniel and I are talking to each other. If we if he doesn't <laughs> message me back, I think he's dead. Even, <laughs> even when I'm wi- working with patients and stuff in my office, right. we still find ways to, to chat to, to communicate yeah. and talk about the show and where we want to take it. Well, fair fair enough. The last time that you didn't respond to me for almost a day, you had passed out in the middle of the street and had a concussion. This is true. <laughs> so, so when this you don't true. respond to me in a day, I get worried. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. God! Yes. <laughs> I have fractured my skull and everything. That's what happens when I don't yeah. talk to you. <laughs> yeah, you need to talk to me so you don't do that. So yeah. I can tell you, stop drinking coffee and, <laughs> and, and drink some water. Drink some water. Have some food for a change. <laughs> but so, like, for the year, what, what did mm. you feel were like some of the bigger moments that you guys had together, and and how did those contribute to the actual growth of the show? Well, I'll, I'll say first, I think it was um, certain guest interviews impacted us like in ways that we didn't expect. Like mm-hmm. uh, when we had our interview tour with the inside. Uh, acting podcast team mm-hmm. uh, sitting down with AJ Meyer and Trevor Algott and then and Trevor Gordon. Uh, and Grace Gordon yeah. but then when Trevor like revealed to us in a very honest transformative way of like I'm stepping away from the podcast mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. stepping away from acting which they've been doing for seven years nine eight, eight years, years yeah wow. it was just like a moment of like oh wow that's right you can change things you don't always have to stay the same or something like that. And I think for us, in terms of producers, mm-hmm. um, this show has evolved a lot from January to now. Oh, yeah. Um, like the hustle support statements was something that mm-hmm. we didn't have last year. That uh, we do a segment at the end of the show where Dan and I uh, kind of give a, you know, a monologue. Inspirational pep talk. Inspirational pep talk, whether it's related to what the guests talked about on that episode. Or mm-hmm. just what we're dealing with with life. And we want to kind of share that with our listeners. And I think mm-hmm. that was something really new and really kind of helped us figure out like what the tone of the show is becoming. No, absolutely. Um, I, there's, I mean, we've had so many great interviews just in the last two years, but, uh, this year I I think it was a part of it is just that natural getting better at things, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, getting more comfortable as hosts and as producers and, uh, marketers, uh, you know, from Alexander Boylan's interview, which, I thought was one of my favorites. Just not just because you're here. Like I've said that to other people, just because it felt so. I'm a cry. 
it, 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 it's <laughs> something. I, there was something special about it. That I told you really she keeps it real, right? Yeah, she really does. Yeah, Bali, that's uh, so But it was just there was something about it that just felt good. And mm-hmm. and and you know, yes. there's certain interviews that we walk out of, and I know I do that. I'm just like, there was that was something that that was we just elevated to yeah, a higher level. It was level. electric. Um, we had an interview with uh, a casting associate named Beth Ryan, who mm. is working on a documentary right now about LGBTQ uh, representation in film and television. Specifically television. Was, yeah, specifically television. And we, we had a wonderful interview just about that and about um, representation and how people see themselves on TV is how they see themselves in life in a lot of ways and whether how, how comfortable they feel in themselves. And that was a really, again, another step because... To me, that was a lot of what I wanted the show to be because there was a lot of tears yeah. uh, as we talked about bullying and things like that in that episode. But it was also over the course of this past year, we've gotten a lot more connected with our community, with our, our mm. listeners. And to the point where it's like every other week we have people checking in with us about their journeys. And like mm. at times, like like them being really honest and vulnerable and sharing with us like I'm in this place right now. Mm. But hearing this interview yeah. made me feel so much better yeah. about when you come my place. from a personal place mm-hmm. like there's no way people are not going to connect absolutely yeah. True. and that's and that was my vision for the show from the beginning is I, I wanted and I, I, not to say I'm going to say in the most extreme way I wanted people to cry on, on the on the mic cry like, like, <laughs> cry I, right I, now I wanted people to I want to hear those tears I did cry <laughs> no no you got yeah, so you, that's you got right you got me yeah, because I want, and it's like I want people not in the sense of a manipulative way, but I want people to understand the pure struggle that is this business, mm-hmm. the pure struggle that is Los Angeles, the that the the day to day thing that we deal with. I want people to not only hear it but feel it, and that was. But at the same time, I think, and that was. But at the same time, I think one of the things that has really developed over the last years is Michael and I's understanding of what we want to be to the community. Yeah. And what is our message? And mm-hmm. and that's something we str- not struggle with, but really, and not even debate it, just couldn't find for a while. And like, well, what, I think it's, what you just need that time period to just yeah. think about like, and just do it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we're, right. we're recording, we're doing interviews and stuff, but we don't quite know who we are, who we are, yeah. what, the, what the brand Where do we is. fit in yeah. and, what, and, well, and, and what do we want to get across to people? And you were saying, to, you know, we were all saying like, it's not an overnight success, you no. know? So you are like, like I said, throwing darts and just kind of like, going through the experience and mm. seeing what's working, what's not working. And like, that's part of the growing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even to the point, like going back to Eddie real quick, yeah. like we had just released his uh, two part episodes. Like it was like set episode 70, 70 and 71. Possibly. Or 71 Whoa. and 72. <laughs> right. And then it was like the following week he announced this Netflix deal wow. that had been in development for years Yeah. that like of pitch meetings and stuff working with Jeff Ross and things that we had just interviewed him and then all of a sudden bam you could say oh overnight success but we had just had him on where he shared his struggles, his, his of, struggles. Uh, working in the stand-up scene and like and working everyone hard. is struggling so yeah. everyone can relate <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. and even if you've made it you're you're struggling you still you gotta still yeah. have to keep it yeah you gotta it keep it once you get it stay there yeah. Yeah. yeah even steven spielberg's i'm sure hustling in his own way everybody yeah. has to oh somebody, hustle. somebody pointed out though like there was a huge gap between uh i think like jaws and schindler's list where mm-hmm. a lot of those movies nobody talks about like oh, oh yeah. that great spielberg movie and that's like yeah. a like a twenty-year period or something mm-hmm. like that. Because mm-hmm. he's had a very long career, yes. and when you kind of you kind of condense it in your mind with some of these heroes, yeah. you forget that even if they were at a certain level mm-hmm. early on in their career, 
they, you know, it's still a struggle. Right. Right. 15 seconds of fame is like a real thing, oh, too, yeah. because mm-hmm. you will be popular one second and then <laughs> yeah. you have to keep keep it's finding amazing. the next second. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and it's exhausting. And even hustle. Hustle. Yes, it is. hustle is real, <laughs> yes. but it never ends. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, a new thing this year is we've had people reach out to us to have their clients on our show. That's Which wow. is a huge, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you talk about, like, being like, you, why? Why? <laughs> like, why do you want to be well, on our yeah, show? Like when uh, Jason Altman's uh, team reached yeah. out to us, he was just on Orange is the New Black. He was, like, a main villain this Ooh. season on Orange is the New Black. And, like, that was, like, we did not ask this. This came to us. Yeah. That's wonderful. Right. And and it's, it's stuff like that where you, you know, it, for me, it's always been this crazy experience of messaging people randomly that I don't even know uh, two people here I mean Melissa and, and Alexandra and been like look I have this show I don't know if you want to be on it I do like the New York like I don't know hey, if you want to do this thing with me it's going to be a bada bing bada boom okay uh, but going back to what Michael was saying about yeah. acting and knowing the business you have to sell yourself no right? absolutely so confidence yeah. is yeah. everything so even if you are not confident you yeah. Pretend. Oh no! To I, I, my email says I'm confident. Me typing it is not confident. Um, but that's but the, but the the just the fact that you guys said sure, absolutely, and you guys took time out of your days to meet with us, like that means the world to me, and I know it means the world to Michael. It to, means the world to, to, us to, to too. Yeah. Because yeah, then we feel like oh, we're worthy enough. To I know exactly on a podcast. Us up to keep going. It's a win-win. Right. Okay, yeah. it's working. Someone I mean, Mikey, I felt like I had to have him on because we hang out yeah. all the time. We signed like, oh, a blood pack. Yeah, we signed a blood pack long time ago. You ever have a podcast? God damn, I wish I'd never done that. throughout the year. I mean, even in your work, you still question like, am I relevant? Like, you know, I work for FBE. Yes, and that's a big company, but like me personally, am I important enough to be talked to or have like share my wisdom? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah, like yeah. that that to me feels nice that like you asked me to come in. Mm-hmm. Like because honestly, like I may work for that company, but it's not my yeah. company. Right. You know, and so you know, I like my side hustles are cast and reels in this film that I'm making. Right. That's that's really what I do as my day job to mm-hmm. pay the bills is is FBE. So right. like to have this other side hustle. Anyway, my point is, is thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. No, thank yeah. you. And and you you guys said earlier about like being a brand and a business. I mean, I have watched just countless videos, not about like podcasting, but branding, branding. marketing, being a business, yep. uh, 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 being a better host, having the right equipment, um, social media algorithms. Like you guys should see this like, microphone, right. guys. It's pretty. Awesome. <laughs> it's <a> <laughs> yeah. Looks like something from Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's important to know all of that and yeah. know how do okay. Then how do you do marketing? How do you reach people? How do you do Facebook ads so you get the most engagement? And and how do you post things that are going to give you the most engagement? That's about to fall. Oh, 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 go, go, hurry, gosh, hurry, what's hurry. It? What's it? <laughs> we had a backpack about to fall that has uh, equipment in it. Thank you, Alyssa, for saving There was like a ghost around. Because yeah, it. It. it was staying there the whole time. And then, yeah. like, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm going to fall. Oh, my God. Um, but no, <laughs> overall, like, I think the biggest thing I contribute to the show is the guests that we've had on it and mm-hmm. the amazing stories they've, to- they've told us and the willingness to open up about the things they've gone through and, and, and be incredibly honest. And even our first episode next season is, oh has a, a girl who, I mean, talk about timing. Just it, it, it all made sense to talk to her during the time that we're in politically and everything else. And her story is just phenomenal. I can't wait to share that next season. 
Um, so speaking but, of yes. next season, so, you know, having all these discoveries along the way, yeah. finding out that there's this community, finding mm. out that there are these people who actually want to come and share their hustles. How's that going to change the format and what's that going to make the next season look like? Uh, the next season's all going to be in sign language. It's going to oh, be the first sign language oh, podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a very wide-throwing podcast. All ASL podcast. Just guess what we're doing. You're just going to hear a lot of wind noise. No, you know, you start realizing as you do this what takes a toll. Yeah, and you you discuss a lot when it really is just a two person yeah. operation, and you talk about you know day jobs and side hustles about the stuff that we want to do uh, together and independently. That's not this podcast, um, and so you start thinking, well, we need to find that that break and that time. So one of the biggest changes coming next season is we're going to be going to an every other week uh, mm-hmm. release format instead of doing uh, an episode or a part every week. We're going to do the full episode. We're no longer splitting them up in parts. So the full interview every other week and then those uh, opposite weeks, yeah, yeah. The, the weeks in between are going to be what we've started this year, our side hustles, which are previews to the episodes coming up. One of the struggles we've had, we released them on Monday and the episode comes out Tuesday and we've always like, well, does that hype it up enough or people have a chance to listen to that? And so one of the good things about that is that'll be the opposite weeks that we're not releasing a full episode. Oh, so good. now you have a full week. Yeah. to hear the preview for the next week. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, well, we've also done some research, like mm-hmm. just basic polls. That's how they do it on TV. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we would create a contest and, you know, like we gave out your book mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to, to two amazing people like mm-hmm. who left us reviews and stuff. But mm-hmm. like we use that research to show like what are people most interested in. Yeah. Perks. And it was, Perks. Perks. <laughs> Perks. 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 But, but yeah. it was also like, what's that balance of like, we got a lot of people saying that they were interested in our in our hustle yeah. as well as special guests. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, right now in our current uh, format, we're working so hard to fit both in one. Yeah. So if we split the two up, we, yeah. we share the special guests mm-hmm. one week and then the next, the following week is just you and yeah. I. We can then give the listeners both of what they want, and, and and part of the struggle with that also with how we were doing it is we do outros together for most of the weeks, and part of that outro was updates about our lives. And sometimes within a week, you don't really have a lot of updates that are different from the last week. Sure. So uh, we're we're gonna move our update section to these side hustles. So now it'll be every other week. So hopefully we'll have a little more. Um, mm-hmm. And to go on top of that, we're also gonna add to these side hustles these hustle goals that we're gonna set for ourselves for those two weeks. That we keep each other accountable for, and then that That's way, excellent. when we come well, back to the next time, we have to have the accountability. Yes. 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 Very important. Yes. Very important. <laughs> but then also yeah. by having it with this format, it allows Dan and I to pursue our own creative hustles mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Like, because one of the things of like doing Met again and also podcasting and stuff was like I was always in some state of like exhaustion because yeah. I was staying out staying up super late because mm-hmm. I would be editing after rehearsals mm-hmm. and then also so. recording the side hustle and then recording the side hustles yourself, as well which now those will be dual hosted we'll both be on those <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll still be leading preview sections when yes. we have the previews for the next week but uh we both have us so hopefully we'll both be as exhausted mm-hmm. uh, but it gives you more time to, yeah. to but you're I not think, doing two episodes a week but I think it allows this. us that time and place to just like kind of sit back, sit back. And, like let it's the great. podcast be a, be a thing, thing yeah but allow us to pursue and like you know we, there's other goals that we have of hollywood hustle that are more than just mm-hmm. podcasts so, so it's, it's gonna expand more in terms yeah of- absolutely we're gonna expand a lot uh one of the things we were doing really well for a while we were doing um ig 
lives for a while. Instagram lives. Instagram lives. Um, where we would either, it'd be either me and Michael or we'd have a previous guest on or somebody else on to talk about maybe a subject that dealt with the subject that we talked about in the episode. And we, we haven't done that in a while, especially with a lot of different unemployment stuff and jobs and everything. And, and so one of the things we want to do is bring that back, but we're going to use that to have um, guests on that we may not be able to have immediately on the show. So especially for those that we get who maybe send us like, hey, I have this guy, he has a movie coming out. We would love for you to interview him. His movie comes out in one month. Uh, could you guys have him on your show? Well, we're already booked for the next two months with interviews. So, but we can do an Instagram live with him, and That's we funny. you know still have that interview. We can save those videos, post them on places, and so now we're still doing that interview in a timely manner for him and his marketing. And we're not saying no to an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're really excited about that. And then still having maybe if we have you know somebody that has we have a social media guru on, we get somebody who's really good on social media and do an Instagram live with them. Yeah. Um, so we still have those options as well. And the other big thing that I'm really um, excited about is uh, we're going to start having like mini series within the podcast, mini hustle series where we get it. They're more of an intense. Uh, narrative concise, concise yeah. where <laughs> yeah. it's you get to follow Dan and I or other guests whoever would be interested in mm-hmm. um, but it's a lot more like working on your own so like while I was in Medigan I recorded my entire experience mm-hmm. of like with interviews with uh, recording atmosphere of uh, rehearsals uh, little takeaways of like me in the moment and then even recording the sound of the production and interviews with the team and the cast and stuff and it's going to be something that I shape yeah. uh, into mini episodes. And that's something that it's like, you want to know what it's like in the nitty gritty in the moment. Yeah. That's where I feel like the Hustle Life series or whatever we want to yeah, call it. Living the Hustle series. or something. Um, I'm still working you, I know you're going to be recording with Mike. Yeah, one of the things that Mikey and I are collaborating on a script and one of the things we're doing is we're going to start recording our meetings and talk about the process of collaborating together, hopefully all the way through production of the actual short and then release that as a special as well of just collaborating and getting something made and just yeah. experiencing that experiencing that journey. But this but this also all just becomes like you don't want to do the same thing over and over and right. over right. And, yeah. and expect uh, yeah. you know different, different results. results. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definition of insanity. It's like one of my favorites. <laughs> and, and it's also so limiting. And so I think you and I like, you know, it, it can be so easy to get burnt out when you're doing that over and over. And so this was like, how can we we're storytellers mm-hmm. first and foremost, like how can we change the podcast? to reflect that right. a little bit. Absolutely. And, you know, and offer it more than what we're currently doing. Right. And there's going to be a little bit of a change in the actual episode structure a little bit, uh, as you'll see as we go through next year. And uh, But one of the biggest things that we're, we have next year is uh, when we started this podcast, we did a Kickstarter uh, for $500, yeah. and we surpassed that quite a bit, which was fantastic. Um, but with paying for websites and reoccurring payments for social media marketing tools and any other th- new mics, just new, marketing, marketing. new audio, <laughs> realizing, realizing yeah, this marketing. free app I was going to use to do things isn't great. So we need to pay a little more money for something that is great. Um, you That money can go quickly. And so uh, starting next year, we're going to do a new Kickstarter for the next two seasons of the show. Um, and one of the really things I'm really excited about, one of the rewards for that will be uh, hopefully a Hollywood Hustle Podcast t-shirt. Um, that fits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well. And uh, one of the things, again, we talked about earlier is, you know, finding our place and what we do and what we're trying to do. And, and I think Michael and I really agree that we want to motivate. We want people to realize how strong they are mm-hmm. and that they can do this, that it, no matter what happens, the fight, the, the pain, the screaming into the void, you can still do this. And so 
our mantra has really started being I am the hustle. Yeah. And yeah. so that's going to be like the shirt is I am the hustle t shirt. Not do the hustle. Like, no, no. I, I am, am the hustle. It's totally different. Um, but it's a I am the hustle shirt that people can wear privately saying, like, I'm working towards my goal. I'm working towards my goal. I want that shirt. Please. I want it too. Sign me up. You'll be I'll hearing from us. Trust me. Um, <laughs> do you guys have Patreon? Uh, no, but this is this is our next step towards getting yeah. Patreon, just because we want to keep building and engage, uh, a following before we do Patreon. I was going to say, if you hadn't heard of Patreon, I would recommend yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So yeah, so we're really excited about that, and there's other rewards that we have planned for that that's going to be really great. We're, um, we're just in that moment where we're we're blessed that it's currently, at the time of this recording, October, yeah. and we've got a good amount of time to, to prepare. prepare. And, and we'll, you'll, you'll be getting that. emails from us to maybe help us with the oh. video. So, hey. um, but yeah, so we're super excited about next year season three we have we've already recorded two episodes for it we have one episode that we're out last interviews interviews i say episodes because interviews are (laughs) yeah um we've recorded two interviews uh both amazing we have one more that we're recording before the end of the year at least and uh next year's just it's gonna be another wild ride of guests oh and i will say one thing that me and dan are really working hard for is also to try and find another kind of uh consistent voice Mm -hmm. on the podcast and we're really trying to Find someone else to join our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, you know, hopefully a woman yeah. or or someone else. We've been we did have someone uh, for a very brief amount of time yeah. who was able to be a part of our team. But uh, you know, we're re- it's not just me and Daniel. Like we, our experiences feel very contained, mm-hmm. and I think we want to share that Hollywood hustle is more than just yeah. two white guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing this career thing. Yeah, we want to be with, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. want people that have different perceptions and different views and have come from different backgrounds. So yeah. we're definitely looking for a second co-host that can come on regularly. And, and again, it's just building the team. Yeah, Build, building yeah. The, the foundation, as it were. You'll have three, and then it will be seven. Imagine the episode structure of that. Like each person has one minute to talk. Right. Uh, So before we wrap up, um, before we started, I asked you guys to each give me one number. Uh, I put down a number. Um, this is not for the MySpace game. Uh, that that's that's a game oh, we usually play. But MySpace, can I see? Or I don't so I, I have a quick uh, a thing that I found that's basically a look back at 2018. And it's okay. there's 50 questions. I'm only asking five of the 50. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and so uh, each person picked a number, and we're gonna. I'm just gonna ask that, and everybody can go around and just give a quick answer yeah. to that okay. question. So first one: What was your biggest fitness accomplishment of fitness. 2018? Oh. oh, okay. Whoever wants to start. I just did a Tracy Anderson Vitality Weekend. Yeah, last that's weekend, good. And oh, I survived go. it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. give up. Awesome. <laughs> Um, I started taking Pilates at Wild Heart Pilates, a <laughs> studio by Ann Jackson. She's my one of my best friends I've known for so long, and mm. she started her studio this year. Mm. And um, I was also in an accident uh, three years ago, and so oh. this has been the best thing for my body, and I've been taking it since January. Um, so I would just say, like, the process of taking Pilates at her studio nice. has been fantastic. Fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, so I actually do, or gonna, I'm going to start doing competitive powerlifting. So I guess the biggest uh, thing this year was that I hit 475 pounds on a deadlift. Nice. Very so, cool, buddy. Whoa. Good job. Yeah. He can beat you up <laughs> with, but with words. Um, I guess for me, there's two things. One is just like through the course of this year through diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. For me, I've been able to shed more body fat, which was great. Um, I'd always been fluctuating like around the 168, 170s, or something like down that way. Now I'm down to like 163. 
Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. And, and that that sounds like a little amount, but like no, it's progress, a lot. Not perfection. It's all, yes, and then yeah. but also like you know, I had a head injury last August, and um, that left my body kind of out of whack a little bit. And so earlier this year, um, or actually through the course of this year, I started seeing a chiropractor and like just doing the work to get my body and my mind back in sync with each other. And honestly, it feels so much better. I'm stronger than I was before the accident, you know? It's fantastic. No, it's amazing. Uh, Mine is consistently working out and and trying to stay healthy and I can run again, which is nice. It's been a while, it was a while before I was actually have a good run and oh. not be completely dead afterwards. So uh, I can actually chase my child without getting tired. <laughs> I think he expects me to get tired. I'm yeah. like, it's not happening. I can, I can do this all day. Um, so that's that for me has been a huge thing. That's so uh, awesome, guys. Uh, next question. What has been your biggest regret of 2018? Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. I'll start off. Um, Financially, th- this was a really hard year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, and there was a moment where I had to cut the cord with like LA casting and all these things, things that are so essential for an actor. But it was just because I was living in a state of um, scarcity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say like I, I, I just thought like I had to cut everything, and surely that would help get me ahead, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. And so like now I'm doing the like part of my reconnecting with the business and stuff is. Um, just kind of reconnecting with that of like coming to grips of like, look, I know I made this decision because of finances, but what am I here to do? Right. You know, what are my dreams? And I need that needs to be more important than other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was something I regretted was having yeah. to cut the cord on that. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to talk in terms of regret because I was not yeah. even focus on that. Yeah. Let's talk about it. That's good. That's why yeah. we're all we're all positive people who do exactly. stuff. So. But if anything, like what I've really tried to learn in this past year is um, don't work with Dave. Don't work with Dave. No, to, <laughs> to to really to really value um, everything that I've done and I'm doing because mm-hmm. sometimes again along along the road when you're when you're hustling. Um, not only financially, but in, in almost like a essential way, people will take advantage of that value. Mm-hmm. And you constantly have to remind yourself. And so you could, in a way, regret the fact that you haven't asserted yourself mm-hmm. in certain areas enough, which is always great to like say, I'm here, but I'm also here because I got here. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm hopefully going towards something. Yeah. Yeah. I would say if I had, I've been doing this my whole life, by the way, uh, learning the lesson of when to keep your mouth shut. Uh, I just, so sometimes I guess I regret things that I say because sometimes I'm too honest or sometimes I say things like I just go the extra mile. And so I, you know, I'm a very sassy, loud personality and um, I speak my mind or wear my emotions on my face and I'm very clear with how I feel and sometimes there sometimes people don't want to hear it and uh so i've definitely been learning this lesson my whole life which is just like sometimes you go too far and sometimes you just gotta just gotta (laughs) shut up and and listen you know and and i think that's just a good good lesson overall but there are definitely instances where i'm just like yep yep (laughs) but uh and that's that's just an everyday thing but um and i'm I'm not crazy, but you know, like there are times when I've definitely, well. overset, you know, a good crazy. Good crazy. Let's say that. Let's crazy. say that. A little crazy is always fun. But I think yeah. it's always a good lesson to just, you know, um, know when to stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I don't know if this is regret, but I am a wicked big people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So I really am concerned about making everybody else happy. Yes. Uh-huh. And I spent two and a half years working really hard to get another movie off the ground after Wish for Christmas. And mm-hmm. we finally got Catching Faith 2 off the ground. And I regret that I'm the kind of person that can allow somebody else to steal my joy because I'm so worried about how they feel that on set there were some people who were complaining or upset and I would actually ruin my day. And I'm like, I worked so hard to get here. I want to come into set and just have a great time. Yeah. And I wish that I could let that piece of that go. So I, Because we're never going to be in that place ever again. Yeah. We know when yeah. you work really hard to get, even on sets, my favorite. So that's yeah. the, the relish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on set, we're making the movies. So I think just starting to learn to like be like, okay, I'm sorry that you're not happy with that situation, but I'm not going to let that steal my joy because I'm so happy to be here. And I busted my butt to get us all here because I did. And um, I'm learning to not let somebody else steal what I worked really hard. Don't let someone dictate how your day is. Exactly. Exactly. And and also giving myself credit that I do work hard and a lot of our projects do go off because of some of the hard work. I'm I'm sorry. You're incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm only as good as my team. I am saying that. But I'm just like saying that. You know we asked you to be on this show for a reason. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It's like I do. I do work hard, and I'm going to give myself that credit to not let somebody else take Absolutely. that away. And I enjoy every moment of what I earn. That's really I love, that's great. I love. I, yeah. I, I I am a big people pleaser as well, and I've been told from you know everyone wants very, to be liked, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That I know that it's like, hey, you need to do you, yeah. and you know. Yeah. It's exactly. hard to be selfish in a good way, yeah. you know, because I think people have this really negative connotation selfish. around selfishness, and yeah. it's like, no, you gotta do you, boo. You gotta treat yourself. Yeah. You gotta love yourself, and it's really hard to do that. And yeah. like, what do they say about relationships? Love yourself before you let yeah. someone yeah. else in. Yeah. Yeah. You can't love others until you really love. And yourself. I learned yeah. even on my set to walk away. Like if right. somebody's complaining and I can't do anything about it, I would literally remove myself from the situation right. and go, I'm not going to talk to that person for a day until they also. <laughs> I can't change their situation or what, no, but you know, no. and everyone does. I mean, you're producing yeah. a movie, or everyone's problem is your problem. Right. And but you want to be a problem solver, exactly. But, but it's, it's like if you're going to solve... choose to complain, that's that's yeah. that's exactly. you. That's, that's on, on you. you. I'm going to go over here and go have a really lot of fun with other people who are having fun on the movie right. set. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're living the dream. I got no regrets, Lamos. You guys. Are <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, uh, I would say, like, honestly, my biggest regret is not like even though a lot of stuff is going on right now is I don't feel like I've accomplished everything I could have accomplished and maybe partially that's everywhere I know I know but it, and, I, and I know that's something but it like really hits me sometimes where I'm like I could have done this I could have gotten this done and I could have done this I think we I all have days where we choose Netflix over doing work <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. but self care oh, yeah. is important right. back to the yeah. good yeah. selfishness self care is right? not yeah. selfish absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. you gotta do it yeah. next question what's a TV show that you've enjoyed this year Oh, mm, a little, light, gosh, a little so lighter. Good. A little I immediately lighter. know. <laughs> a little lighter. Uh, I, I gotta think. I don't even. I'm gonna. I, there's so many shows. Oh, I, I'll say the marvelous Miss Maisel. <gasps> that was mine. Damn it. Yeah. That was mine. Yeah. That, was, yeah. I, that Wait, show is so good. Yeah, second season. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. It's that's the first awesome. AD. That's amazing. Oh, oh, please. But no, that's that show is so just so good. So good. So yeah. That. I'm sorry to steal. <laughs> you stole mine. I mean, it could be yours too. Yeah, yeah, West Coast, yeah. yeah, that would probably be <laughs> for me. Uh, it's really well done, guys. Mikey. Uh, you know, I'll just uh, to go for another answer. Yeah. Uh, I finally caught up on Fargo. 
Like I finally watched oh, the, mm. what, the series. Three, yeah, yeah, the three seasons. Yeah, the series. I finally watched good. the movie. I finally oh, watched God. the movie. Where's Lupin? <laughs> guys, okay. guys, I don't know if you know about this movie. It's so good. Yeah, it's such a well constructed series in the fact that like um, my favorite thing is when I'm a big magical realism fan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's one of the few that actually kind of has an element of what magical realism is, which is everybody thinks reality is reality, right. but there's some sort of supernatural flow happening mm-hmm. through it that uh, Noah does so well. Right. Um, but yeah, it's also really engaging too. Nice. I liked Maniac. I just watched oh, yeah. that oh, recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's weird, <laughs> um, but great. And the, and Jonah Hill, man, his acting. Oh, he's, he's oh my god, he's, he's really just cool. kills it. Like mm-hmm. he's so good. Oh my god, like I was shocked how how like his. I mean, I know he was a good actor, right. but just yeah, like yeah. the he's uh, come out on his own. I was just like watching him and just going, like you yeah. have. He could so easily have just kept on doing like only this comedies type of comedy. or whatever, yeah. but he really just like broke my heart a little bit in some of those episodes. Um, but yeah, he and Emma Stone are great. Uh, mm-hmm. I really did like it. It it's definitely. A different world yeah. so I was trying to catch up a lot of the time when I was watching it and I think that was probably the point for them mm-hmm. like you don't really know everything that's going on right. and and you know little stuff is revealed each time but um, yeah it was interesting it was a really mm-hmm. interesting concept I like that it ends on a good note I will say right. that so, <laughs> <we're alert. laughs> so like you know you feel good at the end because for the most part you're kind of feeling negative, negative. and bad yeah. and yeah. sad and yeah. so it does end okay which cool. is nice um, I, oh, oh, sorry. Please, no, please. I love true crime stuff. Right. So yeah. I uh, loved The Staircase. Oh, so yeah. good. And I good. was just like, I'm really fascinated by, you know, making of a murder of The Staircase. And what's the other one with the nun? The nun oh, and the uh, priest. The keepers. Oh, the, the keepers. keepers. That is fantastic. I was just like, oh my gosh. So those are my kind oh, of, that's my jam is right. those true crime documentary. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one that I'm just looking forward to because it's not out yet is the final House of Cards season. Oh, um, yeah. You know, speaking of like, yeah. you know, the movement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. movement and everything, like I'm really interested to see because that's really the show that I've been wanting to see was to yeah. see what would happen with Claire Underwood yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that seat of power and stuff. And it's also interesting from a storyteller's perspective of like what happens when your main character is gone. When you, yeah, yeah you're, you you remove the main the character. driving force for your I show. Mean, I mean, I've heard early reviews say that he is still a driving force because that character wouldn't just leave the situation right. and not leave things unbroken, unbroken, yeah. and stuff. But I'm I'm really excited to see how they. Uh, finish the show Very and uh, I'm also going to throw this show out because it just got cancelled after its second okay. season and I'm hoping uh, I've heard rumors they're trying to pitch it to other places but uh, American Vandal oh yeah I've heard that it's yeah. amazing that show is yeah. so smart and it's 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 ridiculous it's it it's ridiculous but it's so well made okay. that and, and one of the things I love I listened to a, a, an episode a podcast with the showrunners and when they pitched it they pitched it like the events that are in the show the first season actually happened. Mm-hmm. And so they pitched it as if it's a true crime, an actual true crime documentary. Oh, wow. That's and what so makes it funny, it. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, that's what makes it great. It's so over the top, this well done. This is the one done. where, like, there's poop in the school. That's the second, yeah, the second <laughs> season, yeah. I saw the trailer the Cars. That's the sec- That's the first that's season. The first, the first season, season uh, somebody puts penis on cars. Second one, this guy causes everyone to have oh, diarrhea. Gosh. Oh and, my and, and, But it's a different school. But like the first season is making a murderer. The second season is the keepers. Wow. So they like shift the tone to fit another oh, different yeah. crime. Interesting. Um, but it's fantastic. So okay. uh, I'm going to ask one more question. I'm going to okay. skip mine because we're running out of time here. So uh, last question for you're looking back at 2018. What are three words that would sum up your 2018? 
three what? words, three words sum yeah. up 2008. This is a terrible task for a poet. Any words, not like adjectives. No, any, any, like rhyme words. That you, any words that you feel sum up. No. Okay. Um, three words. Gosh, love, mm-hmm. love, um, and love. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I know, right? I'm thinking. Love, I, have, I think I have discovery. Words. Yeah. Um, I have a word for you that is dual meaning that I think would work, but I'm not gonna say because it's your it's your words. Love, discovery, and stepping up. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, with a hyphen. Yes. <laughs> Stepping up. Uh, yeah. Discovery. Mikey? Oh, man. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like writing it down because I'm trying yeah, to yeah. figure it out. Yeah, the, you're the poet. Well, that's the that's that's um, troubling thing. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, uh, for me, uh, I think the first word would be action. Mm, um, nice. uh, I think the second word would be uh, um, reflection. Mm, um, and I think the third word would be uh, forward. Nice. Mm. I'll amend my stepping up to choice. <laughs> oh, okay. choice. Okay. Okay. Made right. big choices this yeah. year. Hmm. Um, I'll go. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I've got empowerment, mm-hmm. um, drive, mm-hmm. and uh, just creation. Nice. Nice. I like that. Uh, I think change, mm. accomplishment, and validation. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go with magic because a lot of I've been trying to incorporate that into a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're starting in magic. Too. Exactly. <laughs> uh, value and persistence. Awesome. All yes. right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here for the year-end year review. Oh, yeah. Um, where can people find you if they want to look up what you're doing, they oh. want to follow you? Where are you on the social medias? Can, well, Alexander Boylan everywhere, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. But if you guys go rent or buy at your own risk on iTunes and Amazon, and if you take a picture of your rate or your review, mm-hmm. we will send you a free behind the scenes of making the movie. Ooh, and if you want to see how we made this it's movie crazy. for four people with yeah. four people for one thousand dollars. It's crazy. So please do that, yes. and then send that to at your own risk movie dot com, and we'll send. Absolutely. That. Or, nice. Yes. Yeah. Love it. How about you, Alyssa? Oh gosh, I, you know, I, I preach, but I don't, <laughs> I don't do it myself. My marketing is, has been not great, but, um, I have, uh, Instagram and the website castinreels.com at castinreels is the Instagram. Um, and, the, and that's, that's my business for acting reels. If you're an actor and want some footage for your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my own website, Alyssa N as in Nancy Carter.com. That's my own personal website. Um, and that's just got like my films and so like, if you're interested in seeing the progress of La Sisiete, uh, that's where you can go to find that and just some other shorts that I've made. Um, and then, uh, my Instagram handle is at team Firestick. Team Firestick. Uh, yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when I type that in, like we have team Firestick here today. <laughs> and if you awesome. want to watch any staff reacts on the react channel, I'm in a couple of uh, different episodes and those are really yeah. Really fun to do. So if you want to see me in the flesh on on the YouTubes, <laughs> on the YouTube that's channel. where I'm at. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Mikey? Uh, well, you can go to my website, which is mktbs.com. It's like Mike Tobias without the vowels. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to read Lacrimose Poetry, uh, that's on Instagram at Mike Tobias Poetry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I am a co-host on a podcast called Story Matters Podcast. Yeah. Nice. Nice. 
Uh, I am at Michael Lutheran on all Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MichaelLutheran.com. Absolutely. And I am at Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L, on all Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're also Hollywood Hustle Podcast on Instagram, <laughs> LA Hustle Cast on Twitter. And you can always email us if you have any questions for these fine, wonderful people, Alexandra, Alyssa, Michael, or Mikey. Uh, email us at HollywoodHustlePodcast at gmail.com or visit us at HollywoodHustlePodcast.com. Com. Now take a breath. Also made by Mike Tobias. So uh, next week, uh, it's going to be amazing. We're about to play it. The Bean Boozle Challenge returns. Yes. We're going to eat roast jelly beans or delicious jelly beans. The face will decide. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. Thank you so much, guys, for listening for this whole season. Thank you, guys. Uh, I, I love you. Michael loves you. Yes, yes, Everyone yes. loves you. Uh, so much love. And remember that you are the hustle uh, in your own life. And guys, we always end with our, another mantra of us, ours, keep up the hustle. We'd love all of you to say it with us. Uh, so yeah. we're kind of three, one, two, three. Keep, keep up, up the hustle! hustle!